Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Neil and Houston Business Psychic Hour. Well, it's Tuesday. It's today the solstice, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Longest day of the year. Or longest night of the year, rather. Sorry. Longest night of the year. And it, this may be the longest show of the year. Who knows? Who are you counting? Okay. Well, we are um, here to answer your calls, and we would love to speak with you. So, 914-338-0164 is the call number. Do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And our callers can join us on Facebook and Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile, Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. And indeed, it may be the longest show of the year. Who knows? Well... It's 60 minutes. Well, I know, but I'm talking. The sun goes down. No, no, I'm I'm talking about the. I'm I'm. It's in a metaphorical sense, not in a in a linear sense. Yeah. Well, it's true. Yeah. Dripping water can take a long time. Right. And I did put the show on our pages, but we have yet to hear from people, and I'm hoping we do today. It, as it, you know, as Christmas approaches, it's a combination of you're either overly busy or, or you're not busy at all. There's never a slow, medium uh, place around this time of year, you know. Um, the thing about it, though, is uh, this is the time of the year where people tend to get a little bit more depressed. Depressed, exactly. And there was an article in the LA Times today about treating depression in, in children. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm sorry. But I've seen articles recently um, about the fact that, you know, while many people are celebrating the holidays and happy and with their families, friends, there are so many people that have lost family, that are alone, isolated, that are, you know, suffering from poverty and they don't have um, they don't have the resources to have a you know traditional holiday. Another thing I was reading was about how <laughs> um, well, this is I guess a PG show. I can say this. Hopefully, no kids are listening. But about Santa Claus presents and the disparity between uh, middle class and upper class children getting these wonderful Santa gifts, and then children with less financial resources in their family getting, you know, either much lesser gifts from Santa Claus or none. 
which leaves the children wondering why, why, why they're being, uh, being singled out and treated poorly by Santa Claus. And so a social worker suggested that, you know, Santa Claus, you know, don't give, doesn't, shouldn't give gifts, you know, to, to children that are expensive or limit the, you know, there's a big debate online about it. So. Yeah, it's true. You know, if a kid thinks that Santa, if they really believe in Santa Claus and didn't get anything major, Santa Claus looks down upon low-income families. Well, it's karma. <laughs> well, you know, the whole idea about uh, the metaphorical Santa Claus, that that came from, I, I believe it was Germany. I think it started in Germany or Sweden or Norway or somewhere um, where the tradition started. Um it really deviates from the breakdown of uh, the, the birth of Christ, which uh, really is what the meaning of, of uh, Christmas is. I learned that from Linus. Turkey. Turkey. Oh, Turkey, really? Yeah. Saint Nicholas I thought they were Turkey. responsible for Thanksgiving. No, no, Turkey was where St. Nicholas was from. I was trying to... Find yeah. his I, I, I didn't know it was Turkey. I thought it was, I thought Saint Nicholas was German. But well, he's not. He's Turkish. Turkish. So in Turkey, they I, if, have if I'm reading the correct the exchange of gifts, and Santa Claus was actually Turkish. He was born um, in Patara, near Mira, in modern-day Turkey. He gave away all of his inherited wealth and traveled, traveled the countryside helping the poor and sick. Anyway, so, and it was, it was earlier in the year, it was like December 6th that they celebrated it, and then they merged the holiday with Christmas and then attributed yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, they shouldn't even consider it, it to be anything to do with Christmas. It was Christmas originally. Christmas celebrated, you know. I knew that. When, when Turkey was created. Well, the, the birth of Christ, apparently, I'm sorry, I'm picking this off the floor. Um, the birth of Christ didn't I, apparently happen in December anyway, according to um, historians. We picked this day to celebrate, but I think it was closer to springtime, according to what I've heard. Well, nonetheless, it, <laughs> it, it is, it is it, it's turned into a um, vast commercial uh, enterprise it's, that I learned from Nancy. Nancy, you know Charlie Brown. Oh, I learned medium Christmas from Linus and the commercialism of Christmas from Lucy. You said Nancy. Oh, it was Lucy. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking? Who's Lucy. Nancy? Nancy Lucy. was uh, the other character, comic character. Yeah, I know what cartoon you're talking. There's a cartoon you know, actually, called Nancy. Nancy and Lucy look alike. They kind of have a look. They have that black hair. Really? Look, I don't know. And they're a little bit... Lucy's a little bit thinner than Nancy. But you don't hear about Nancy anymore. Nancy used to be a huge comic strip. I remember. I remember the comic um, strip, but not... Um, Nancy was, was very popular. Yeah, they I, do have a similar look. Yeah, they have a similar look. Yeah. And I don't know if they copied each other or what happened, but uh, Charlie Brown 
uh, was actually um, uh, Charles Schultz. And he had a nickname. What was that nickname he had, Charles Schultz? Uh, was it? Uh, I forget. But Charles Schultz had a nickname. Um, Butch or something like that. I can't remember what his nickname was. But it, but again, you know, these are all uh, deviations from original sources. Just as Christian, Sparky. Sparky, yeah. Just as, uh, and that was a comic strip. It was first called Sparky. And the first, the first, uh, the first caption for Charlie Brown was two kids sitting on a curb and Charlie Brown's walking down the street. And one kid says, yeah, there are, oh, there's Charlie Brown. And then the next caption says, oh, there goes Charlie Brown. And the next caption says, oh, I hate him. That was how the comic strip started, the very first one. So he already had a complex. But, you know, here we are talking about comic strips and Christmas, and this is supposed to be a psychic show. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I had a teacher tell uh, us, yeah, parochial school, but not to cross, don't cross the Christ out of Christmas, because you know how Christmas is abbreviated, abbreviated with an X? X. Yeah. I don't we know how not that. to cross the Christ Xmas. out of Christmas. Uh, it's a little bit sacrilegious, because, right? Because they didn't want to put Christ in the words so that people would be more comfortable with it. So they made it X. Well, it's also, it you know, it's, it's a shorter way to write it, apparently. The X means Christ, which you know, I assume this is true, but um, anyway. Well, they, could have, they should have called it Tismus. <laughs> um, but then that became a tisk in a basket. Uh, now, in Greek, the letter X, it's the letter in Greek. That's why. Oh, so the Greeks and the Turks are in on this. Huh? I guess. Um, so typically when we uh, get into the element of uh, December, which I don't know how they figured out he was born in December. Well, yeah, I don't think it, it was. was. by the morning star or the evening, evening star. star. Or the, the, and the, Three kings supposedly uh, travel across the desert vast distance to, to bring worship the, Yeah. Um, and the little drummer boy was there. Drummer he boy. didn't have gifts. But he June Cooper was there. Talent. And uh, <laughs> uh, they had a whole host of characters. Um, Betsy the cow and <laughs> Danny the sheep. But the uh, idea of uh, what is this holiday all about, uh, actually it has an astrological aspect to it because of the constellations and the way that we map the stars and look at the stars and we get into that deeper attitude of how the universe and the heavens affects our lives. Um, we were watching a very interesting uh, special on the book of Enoch and uh, how it was taken out of the Bible due to the fact it was so controversial. I mean, according to the book of Enoch, there, there were UFOs and, and visitors from other planets and uh, 
all kinds of things were going on that were that was not really in 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 line with the the original Christian scholars that were trying to censor and edit and omit certain books. They Enoch always talked also talked about that the, there were giants in the land of a different race and that the uh, angels there were there was a cross of some angel, sort of angel origin ent- entities that were watching over the human population they were called watchers actually and so this book got omitted but also the uh in the special they talked about the mayan civilization and their calendar and how they have sophisticated different calendars. One was even about the calendar marking the or, uh, constellations and, and Venus of all planets. I mean, and we still haven't figured out the Mayan calendar. Well, yeah, because it wasn't it supposed to end, the world's supposed to, suppose, uh, according to the Mayan calendar, that 2012 was yeah, the time the world was There was some event that occurred then but it wasn't the end of the world, but something did occur of some major consequence at, around that time uh, in the world. I can't remember what it was, but uh, something did happen, but not the destruction of the world. And uh, Well, something, the, I mean, you know, something happens all, all the, the time. time but <laughs> uh, So the, the Mayan calendar, and then the idea that the pyramids housed alien uh, alien inhabitants and that they resided in some of the corridors of the pyramid and then we get into the idea of Noah's Ark and uh, how that might have been influenced by alien forces. right and then the, the difference between uh, the Noah's Ark story in Enoch versus yeah so all these strange things occur, and we're, we're relating it only to the attitude of what Christmas is supposed to be all about. But it really, Christmas is really about the constellations uh, leading to the supposed birth of the Savior, the Christ figure. And uh, we get into the attitude of numbers, like, the, you know, you have three for Trinity, three kings, and three because at uh, twelve is a three. Uh, twenty-five. Well, Christmas. Christmas itself. Twenty-five is a seven. Yeah. So, you've got so the seven, three, three seven factor. is our sacred numbers. When we move over and slide it into our world of numerology, we're still in the corridors of of numbers and mystics and constellations and time and factor and things like that. Although we don't necessarily uh, apply astrology to our readings. There is a sort of foundation of astrology in in our thoughts because it is about the heavens and the stars and things like that. When we get into the number of, when we get into the system of numbers though, uh, the special was talking specifically how numbers were so important to uh, the, the book of Enoch and uh, also the Egyptian uh, inscriptions in the pyramids and things like that that we necessarily can't 
fully analyze, but it becomes part of our process of birth dates that now bring us down to the center of individual birth dates and what individual birth dates mean. And each person has their own constellation of stars in their birth date. If you draw a circle and you start off at the apex at the top of the circle like a clock, and that would be the month. And then the days would be like at the 3 o'clock hour and the 6 o'clock hour, and then the year would be basically at the 9 o'clock hour. If you look at it in a linear code, you could also look at it that the year would start off at the 12 o'clock hour. But basically, it's not the year. The year comes last. last. It's, the, it's the month, the day within the month, and then the year. Of course, again, we don't use the day first because of course, we don't that's know what, what, day, what month it belongs of to. Course, of course, that's what I was, yeah. It, it gets confusing because in other countries, um, the day does come first when, yeah. when writing a date. It doesn't really month. make sense because it, any day can apply it's to any month. month. So first identify the month. That's the first hour of our birth. And if we look at a clock and we separate it quarterly or, or by thirds, the, the birth would be the month. The day would be somewhat maybe at like the 20 minutes after the hour. And uh, the year would be maybe 20 minutes before the hour. So it would be like a third, one out of three. Well, what gets confusing, though, are people that are used to identifying their birth dates as, with the day first and their interpretation. I mean, it would completely alter, to alter the interpretation of the birth date because of the sequence of the numbers. Yeah, we don't work that way because it's not even logical. But if you look at it, if you look at it, uh, Again, it's in threes, month, day, and year. That mystical three comes into play. And then the most you can have in it, in, with, outside from the century, the most you can have in a birth date are six numbers, two in the month, two in the day, and two in the year. That's um, right. That's the most you can have. And then, of course, the century. The century. Another two. Okay, so let's bring on our caller, Kate. Hi. 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 922.67. She's a 36 nine. What's going on? Oh, I'm just calling to say happy holidays, happy solstice. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank you. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you. Another controversial I statement, was... by the way. Happy holidays is being... <laughs> People are upset about happy holidays. Did you know that, Neil? No. Yeah. No. It's... I haven't heard yeah. that one. It's true. I mean, ridiculous. I, I, I think it's a more inclusive way of, 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 yeah. of uh, saying, you know, it, instead of saying it's Merry Christmas, you celebrate. Monica, yeah. it's whatever you celebrate. But some Christians are offended that happy holidays is used. Uh, everybody's offended these days. Yeah. Okay. Did you if have a question? My, well, it's kind of a general question. Next year you know, 2022, and my birthday is on the 22nd. Does that have anything effective okay, I'm sorry. next year? Wait, repeat all that again, because you're real muffled, number one. Yeah, you're muffled. You're horribly muffled, so it's hard to understand what you're saying. Sure. Here is 2022, and my birthday is the 22nd. Does that have any connection or any effect? 
of next what's happening next year? Well, I, I mean, there's always a matching of numbers that is intriguing to some form of investigating, but the, but but in all practicality, no. You know, I mean, uh-huh. you know, 2022, okay, and you have a 22 in your day. And so it might be a little bit kind of, uh, on a side issue, kind of a little bit intriguing to look at. But basically speaking, mm-hmm. no. It, it, the 22, um, it would be more about in your relationship to your age at that point in time. So when you turn uh-huh. 20. When it's 2022, when you look at your age, how old are you going to be? She's going to be 50. Uh, 55. 55. Let's see, 55, which really doesn't apply right. to. No, there's much. nothing significant. I mean, you know, your first three numbers come to 13, one and three. We're uh-huh. just talking about one and three. So there's a certain mysticism in that narration. Right. One and three is. is, is kind of a an attitude of the Trinity and triangular energy and you know this one in three Father Son Holy Ghost that thing and in God. So there's a certain mysticism in that respect. Your your uh, that journey becomes a four. Oh that's you're talking about a thirteen and a nine twenty two. Yeah. yeah. And nine two two becomes a thirteen which is a four and twenty twenty two well, 22 is a four, so we kind of look at the idea of that. Mm-hmm. But you see, what you have going is 922 is 13 and 67 is, is 13. 13. So you have the attitude of that energy is somewhat unique. The fact that you're going to be 55, which is a 10, which is another coupling of the five, it should be an intriguing year. But she's for you. more. I mean, this year is more significant in terms of change because she's on her what is it, the sixth cycle of her master number. She's starting the first year of the. So no, she turned fifty-four. Wait, you're fifth. No, it was it last yeah. year that you change in September. Mm-hmm. In September. So you know, twenty twenty-two does. I mean, Wait there might second. be some. There's other more important things about. 20, about this next year coming up than just sort of looking at the idea of well, 2022 and I was born on the 22nd. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, sometimes you can play with the numbers in a way where it makes sense in the linear coding. You can relate it to perhaps the age the person is that shows up in the birth date or whatever, uh, you know, cycle of their master number, something that relates, but the 22 isn't specifically significant. But you're, tw- you're 54 right now, right? Yeah. So yeah. we'll next year, like every year though you do that formula <clears throat> with your birthday and then it's like a this well, one number like this it's a what next year will be what a, well you're like a five I mean, year or you know no you we, we don't really go year. by that we don't go by that form of, of ah. numerology that's that's uh-huh. a standard form of numerology I mean yeah there's some significance. Maybe for you, no, it's not a five year. It would be a 19, 10, 1, I believe. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, it would be a one year for you. But I mean, that's kind oh, of like wow. you go there. What's more important is that at, at this time, 
you're experiencing a change. And that change extends into 2022 because yeah. you're born in September. So that's the end of the year. So there's that nine-month window of that change that happens at the cycle of your master number, nine. Yeah, there is, you know, I mean, you're, you're 18 years right now past your karma of 36. Which is two times nine. Yeah. Which is in your birthday. Which is in your birthday. So this year, I mean, what's the most important thing if you, as you look back so far this year? What's the most important thing in terms she of moved. your life that's changed? She moved. She moved. I moved. Yeah. yeah. So you see, so that movement, that movement has something to do with the earth because you're moving through the earth. 67, which is where you are in your code right now, is a 13 or a 4, and 4 is the number of the earth. 4 is the number of the earth. Four corners of the earth, 4 is an earth number. And so uh, your, your movement in the, uh, on the surface of the planet is significant in terms of, uh, of your age, your year, and your number system. So when we get into the year coming up, which isn't, you know, that's a ways away. It's, it's like nine months away. But yeah. when we, that's significant too. But when we get into that area, it, there'll be a change. But you're still in the midst of this change. You're still living in the 54th year. And yeah. so we say 2022, well, for you, it doesn't start until September. And that will be Got a birth. It. That will be a birth. Another birth month for you because it will be one nine months beyond the beginning of the year. But when we look at it that way, it's hard to determine with pure accuracy. We we started the, the calendar system not at the beginning of time, but the beginning of the measurement of history. So we start to count then. So really, the calendar is is inaccurate. It doesn't it only registers a certain amount of time from, from a false beginning. It's so, not accurate. So essentially um, everything every theory that's been built in our numerology system goes out the window. Well they, <laughs> we're okay working within the system of numerology uh, on on that level of a foundation. Yeah I'm making a joke. but uh, but your life right now you you know if you if what I would do if I were you Kate is look at what happened this year and compare it to what happened when you were 36. So now, I that would be an interesting yeah. uh, examination. What what happened at 36? I have a question for her. Um, I don't remember. You don't remember what happened that year? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Think. Come on. 2003. Nothing. Hmm. Must be a okay. somewhere. So, yeah, what's you know, going on? I move for, a lot. You know, I'm I'm always moving. So, I think you're, you're kind of nomadic. Yeah, we know that from you know all I, the years that you called the show, which has been five, six years. I think I was living in Japan. I, or maybe I just returned to the United States from living in Japan. Okay, that's a ch- that would be a change. Yeah, obviously yeah. geographical change. 
Um, I want to ask you about right now what's going on with your um, work situation, your current location. Are you still on the unemployment deal, or are you trying yeah, to find work? Yeah, I've been um, yeah, still on that and uh, volunteering, so I'm definitely getting out more and meeting more people. And that's usually how I find a job more than a, a resume that I turn in. I, I usually find something by meeting people and that's a more serendipitous way to do it. Yeah, in that's a good, yeah. That's a good way to do it. So, um, I mean, are you planning on working in the next nine months or so? Or oh yeah, have, as soon as possible. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. See what you have interesting going on with you, Kate, is that your nine and two become an eleven. Now, 11 times 2, which is your third number, becomes 22, 22, which is your day. 2 becomes important because 2 is the number of relationship, and you're talking about people. So we're actually in the zone of you dealing with people in relation to the correspondence and and connection to your number system in narrative style. And then the idea, too, that there's a spirituality based in that journey via your seven in your year, and your nine and seven become a 16, which is a seven. And there's also a 16, if you will, between the 19, which is a one, and the six in the year. So you've got this strong zone of moving through the planet via the four, meeting people, on both a practical energy level via the one and a more of a spiritual level. When you talk about Japan, you had a past life in Japan. So your your soul's bloodline, your soul's history, not bloodline, but your soul's history was you were Japanese. So you have to look at, you know, what compelled you to go to Japan, what, how long you were there, and what is your history with Japanese culture? Not only that, though, she travels frequently, so it wouldn't only be Japan. You know, she, I, like right. she says, is nomadic. So, but in the yeah, I mean, reading, she said Japan, yeah. so it's got to not be of course. the focus. Right. No, I understand right. that. Yeah. But I'm just making so, a side comments. You know, often she talks about going to Mexico. Yeah. We can assume that there was past life there, and we talked about that in the last meeting. Sure, it's because got of, four corners. She's all around the world here. Yeah. But how long were you in Japan? Uh, quite a while, for uh, three years, over three years. That's a third. Yeah, so that's of getting your, into that four mark. But it's also a third of her karmic uh, yeah. master number. And we were talking about nine to two being a 13. So you were in there, and why did you go to Japan? Um, I wanted to, it's one of the, I always was interested in it, and I was in a relationship. So it was a big time, too, that I broke up with oh. this person. <laughs> so well, that's a significant, yeah, that's, that the was relationship important to mention that. See, and we were talking about relationships. So your your journey coming up, this year will be about the intensity of relationships. And she has trouble in really. I mean, there's some trouble in relationship according to her code. Yeah, that 22 nine two. and 92. Well, 11, 22 and, and the 29. So you'll have trouble there. But, you know, this year will probably be one of relationships. But 
the the highlight, the icing on the cake will be it will be somewhat psychic and mystical and spiritual. So you might encounter someone on a mystical, psychic, spiritual level, and that becomes a floor too, which is you could derive some part of, part of balance in your journey before you actually expire and leave the planet. You don't have to worry about that right now. Nine tend to linger on for a while. So does that help? So for me, to, yeah. So it's a year to meet somebody. Is that what you say? Yeah, going to meet somebody in 2020. I mean, it's probably more than one person you'll meet in terms of a romantic. Yeah, it should be more of an intense relationship, spiritual, uh-huh. mystical. Got it. Uh, Great. Yeah. You'll meet somebody. You're going to be meeting somebody. All right. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, and um, have a great rest of the year. Thanks. Thank you, you for calling. Okay, thanks. I'll keep playing. All right. So, yeah, I mean, the birth dates are a continuous conversation. They're not locked in time. In fact, the year you're born almost dissipates. Right. It stands as a basis and foundation for interpretation. You pass that year after your first year of life. Yeah. So we're not frozen in time. No, but as far as, you know, the, the whole system of, 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 you know, it's a it's a five-year or it's a six-year. That's really not how we approach numerology. No. no, we go by the cycle of silly. the master number and other aspects, aspects of the birthday. aspects in the energy. There's a lot of hidden energy in a birthday that is not fully analyzed. Well, and it's not fully, yeah, and there's a lot of energy in a birthday that's not fully expressed because sometimes people only, you know, get to, you know, a physical, they only, they're only on a physical level on the planet, or maybe they reach some mental level of, of, of actualization, but they don't get to a peak, the peak of the number. I mean, there's so much energy within yeah. each number, and, and oftentimes those levels within the numbers, seven levels within every number, I mean, you know, you can be at at the top of one of your numbers and the bottom of, of another. Um, yeah. So you get stuck in your number system and stay on a number. You can stay on that number for your whole life and get stuck. We're, we know plenty of people who are stuck in life and they don't move forward or backward. They're just stuck. They stay in the same monotonous spot throughout their entire existence. Oh, a nice uplifting might, holiday cheer. They might, uh, <laughs> highlight it with, you know, going to a movie or playing games on their video, video iPhone or something. But basically, they just exist. It's kind of sad. They just exist. They don't really do much of anything. And they're kind of stuck. Other people are more progressive. And they're constantly looking at life as a process to complete as much as you can while you're on the planet. And that goes far beyond just the comfort of uh, being uh, transfixed or fixated on one one part of your existence and nothing else. And we're not talking about people who are transfixed or fixated working on a long-term project and devoting their life to it. We're talking about people who are basically stuck in time and not growing at all. And, uh, you know, that's it. 
That's it. Their their life may be highlighted by a by an attitude of gossip or just casual conversation about the world. You know, some passing neighbor. Oh, did you hear this? Oh, yeah. You, you know, and their <laughs> lives are just basically stuck in time. And those are sad individuals. They don't. Their lives don't really amount to anything. But we also have to look at life beyond survival, and that just means doesn't mean going to work, coming home, having dinner, playing basketball, you know, having friends over for the holidays. I mean, all of these things are nice. They're a little niceties, but they don't they don't really mark the progression of life on on a spiritual level. There's got to be something more to the record of one's soul than just being on the planet and finding attitudes of survival and comfort. Well, you know that yeah, I I feel the way that our society and world is based is is so I mean, there's so much focus on the family unit um, and the importance of family. I mean, which family is important? I'm not trying to diminish the importance of family for people who are listening on the air, but you know, we've got locked into this idea of what is important and brainwashed really by the media about, you know, connection and in a very superficial way, in my opinion, and um, really not encompassing the whole idea of what it means to be a human being that relates to the earth on an environmental level, on a level where you are uh, in union with, with, with the creatures that live on the earth, um, that it's not about this individualized world of your little, you know, tribal community. Um, yeah, when you know, we there's a there's a certain limitation to the attitude of cause and effect, and the limitation is what is the process between the two? What does one do? Do you have a cause, and what is the effect of that cause? And how do you process that cause? I mean, there are plenty of people who, you know, unite and on the holidays have a couple of glasses of wine and talk politics. Oh, you know, this and that. And they're groaning and growling about everything. But And that's about it. And, and then they kiss each other goodbye and they, you know, they wake up and it's Monday again. We're talking about what is, if you have a cause, what is the action you put into that cause and what is the effect of that cause there are people who passionately feel that there is a cause that demands an action an effect and they spend their lives devoting their lives to that cause and they're not so much concerned about the daily comforts or just survival itself of course those are needs and they're part of the human existence but their existence is based on the sweat, blood, and tears of doing something on the planet that's important, making a difference. Well, and then it goes and beyond the, the ego, you know. And it goes beyond the ego. You know, you're not just, it's not the principle of pleasure per se, individual ego pleasure. It's the principle of worldly consciousness and universal uh, consolidations that we incorporate into our lives in such a way that we make the planet better, not worse, upon our departure. So we go into that attitude of becoming involved. 
And that could be streetwise. And what I mean by that is, you know, helping somebody on the streets, being of assistance, giving to somebody who's begging, uh, making a difference, offering volunteer work, going to the shelters, the animal shelters, the human shelters, making a difference in the world to where your mark is more than just the principles of the egocentric existence. And that becomes, I think, rather important. Now, can you evaluate that in a birth date? No. Any birth date can be altruistic. Any birth date can hold an attitude of, of nobility and, and uh, a variety of, of, of higher levels of human consciousness. It doesn't matter what your birth date numbers are. That goes into the what I call the essence of the soul. Now, the, the birth date is a, the essence of history and karma and maybe what some things that you have to do to make up for karma and things that you might be expected to do. But the soul is not in the birth date. The journey's there. But the substance of the soul is a record of activity that is creative and predominantly spontaneous. And you're not going to get that in the birth date. You're going to get that in examining what somebody's life Life, is all about when you talk to them and you discover who and what they're all about. You get a feel for the importance of who they are and what what their goals and wishes and desires and concerns are. Well, and then, you know, when you have people that are living more of a life of comfort and don't have the severe limitations in terms of karma as far as their survival experience or relationships necessarily, and they have you know, a somewhat of an average life, um, sometimes that can be very limiting because they, you know, sink into that comfort of their lives and then are not able to get beyond the level of comfort and do something that surpasses, surpasses their own um, ego in terms of helping the world. So people that are comfortable and live kind of a normal life and don't have tremendous karmic conditions, you know, I mean, we all have karma, of course, but, you know, people that haven't experienced challenges, major, major challenges in life are more on an average, then it's, it, it sometimes is a hindrance because then they are, you know, not challenged to go beyond that, um, that, you know, level of, of, of being, being, comfortable on the planet or, you know, getting what they want on a material, in a material way. And they don't actualize the numbers in their birth dates. They just say it's kind of a steady level throughout yeah. their life. Yes. Oh, we have a caller. I mean, a birth date is also, you know, we look at a birth dates as all or an individual code. But actually, when you apply different themes to a birth date, a universal code, a code of your regarding your fellow human beings, your, your fellow creatures on the planet, then those numbers take on a different shadow. Is five? Sorry to interrupt. Is five five one nine? Please press one if you want to speak with us because your hand's not raised. If you're just listening, then of course just listen. Okay. Sorry. So uh, the so when you know when you look at a birth date, think of it as occupying a variety of themes, individual pleasure themes, universal themes. Universal themes. Universal themes. <laughs> Always uh, add an H after your S. Yeah. 
reminds me of the music man in Ron Howe. Music man. <laughs> uh, who had a speech impediment. Uh, but the uh, idea that uh, we are on the planet to do more than what where our feet are planted. We're here to, to really be responsible and also take care of this earth as well as our spirit natures. Well, and, and also in terms of, I mean, you talked about, you know, political conversations, being, being, you know, having opinions. It's more than having opinions about what's going on in the world. Yeah. You know, do, action is not just talking. Now, that isn't to limit the opinion page. Or no, the editorials I, no, no, it's not. But, and that's different, though. Yeah. Someone, someone contributing on that level is different than someone spouting their opinions at a dinner party. I mean, not to say that that's something that shouldn't be done, but you have to exceed just being someone who provides their perspective yeah. on life. But we, we've got to take this call. 519, hi. I, yeah, I was listening to what you were saying, and I, I, you know, I, I feel like... Um, you know, it's sometimes people are just meant to just be here and, you know, just act as I feel like you're either the, the main character in your life story or you're a supporting character. Um, and when you're a supporting character, it, you're detached. You're, you know, just playing your role. Um, and sometimes, like, and it's not in every scenario. Like, sometimes we are the main character and sometimes we are the supporting cast character. But I found, uh, especially when it came to my mom visiting, I seem to have found a sense of detachment where I was, you know, previously always trying to please her. And now, yeah. you know, I'm detached to the point where I can, and it wasn't even me making the observations. It was the people around me came to me and said, you know, she does this. And I went, oh, yeah. And But I wasn't, I stopped trying to be a people pleaser. So I you know, I thank you. Um, you told me to go with the flow, and I did. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think we can take comfort in the fact that we really did do something of importance on the planet. So by the time we look back at our lives, we don't have to say, gee, I wasted my life. That's a terrible thing to think of, that you're, you wasted an existence. But if you look at even the small things you've done and you examine over time the contributions you've made, the concerns you've had, the activity you've put into the planet, then you're going to have your, your soul is going to rest easy. You know, the, the, the idea of having supporting characters or main characters, I don't know if we ever really use that in our terminology, but I mean, sometimes being a supporting character, someone who's humble, of service, yeah. isn't speaking, I mean, you know, isn't the, the center of attention, that's going to be recognized much more uh, well, fully on true. a spiritual plane Look than at, being uh, a, you know, Jimmy sometimes Carter. to be a supporting Jimmy. character too, you have to be an asshole. Like sometimes the supporting characters are assholes so that you recognize well, something about yourself and yeah. you, that, that's the only color. way that you'll accept it. But, you know, I mean, one obvious example is Jimmy Carter, who was president of the United States one term, but then built home. Lives in a and very humble, humble abode. abode yeah. And, uh, is 90 years old and drives old cars and, you know, is hammering nails in wood uh, for people. You know, the idea, the true 
energy that we can be stars and co-stars of a planet. Uh, I remember the story that Marlon Brando came out of his house once to help somebody who was in a car crash. And he was, it was spoken about this activity that he did, this action that he did on such a humble, in such a humble way that he was not Marlon Brando at that moment. He was just a citizen helping someone in a car crash. His name had meant nothing. Publicity brought it out, but at that point, he was just, and yet, Marlon Brando was one of the most difficult actors yeah, in the industry. Yeah, that's what I was thinking while you were saying this. I mean, yeah. he's a controversial character. Controversial, womanizer, horrible on the set, demanding, egotistical to the point that uh, every word was, letter was capitalized. But sometimes personality, I mean, yes, your personality can cause you problems on a karmic level and you can create karma by actions that you that of the personality however you know obviously in this case where he was helping that really revealed a truer side of his nature you know not just the ego and that's measured as well when he sent the indian uh native american to say indian uh you know but you're right, uh, Jennifer. We, our co-starring parts in life have a wide array of, of personalities and, and actions. And I think we can take on sometimes a supporting character role and sometimes we're the main character. I think it changes. I don't think, you know, you're assigned one role throughout life necessarily. Yeah. It, 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 it morphs throughout time and space. Did you want to make any yeah, other comments? I'm sorry. What did I think she said she agrees. Oh. And, but, and then sometimes we have to repeat the role over and over because, say, the main character isn't getting it. So it's not like we do it, move on to the next thing, do it, move on to the next thing. Sometimes you get sort of get stuck in the same patterns yeah. because that's how we're of service. Well, I think that's what we suggested. I mean, we'll get back to the subject of your mother visiting and, you know, you're saying, how do I reduce the karma? And it was, the suggestion was to not engage because you're still connected to her, right? You know, mm-hmm. so not engaging helps to reduce the karma and that role, you know, that's what you had to do. Hang back. She needs to be the main character. Um and you play a supporting role in that. I mean, I don't know how you interpret your role um, in this relationship with your mother. How do you interpret it? Do you feel that she's the main character or you, <laughs> you're the main character? Um, I, I feel like in, from her perspective, she's, she's the main character because yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm the villain because I was born and she's the main character who, you know, needs to blame because in her mind she should have been, you know, a queen, right? Um, but because of circumstances where she, you know, she had a main decision-making role in all of her circumstances, um, it, there was blame to be laid for why she didn't ascend to, you know, this, this high throne. She wanted to, so, yeah. What, yeah. What's the question again? You know, that brings up an interest. She probably was a queen. queen. That's what I would say. That's why I wanted to get her birthday. Exactly what I thought. What, um, what's the birthday? 
down you've given it to us, but I can't find it. 11, 24, 51. 51, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Well, I mean, she's got a broken up 8 going on in mm-hmm. her, yeah, in her in her month and day. So there is a shattering of her power. Um, and yeah, they're the same master numbers, you know, from a past life. And it was yeah. due to relationship problems. Broken up power. Yeah. So she probably was, was a queen. A queen. And right. abused that energy due to ego. The numbers are all broken up. 11, not good. And then two or two four, four. Yeah, broken up eight. So uh, there's a there's a sense of uh, of some attitude that she is mad because she ascended, she descended from a high place, place of on royalty the, on the earth. Use. So she had a high place on the earth, but descended in the earth to you know more of the average person. person. But you knew her then, Jennifer, because you got swept back into the into the folds of time and she birthed you and so you came out of that karma as well and obviously suffered some sort of emotional distraught and abuse and so you're you're the subject of who you are in this lifetime goes back to a previous lifetime where you and her were probably in cahoots it's intense too. I mean, her 11 to your four is actually, I mean, if you look at that 11 as a two, it's 24, your karmic number, her day, her karmic number. Um, of course, four, three, seventy. So, so they've, you see how that is. Yeah. Um, same karmic and master number. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the month, you know, but you have a spiritual, uh, your spirituality is much more intense than hers. Because she's got an outstanding seven. Yeah. So you, so somewhere between lifetimes, you, you advanced your spirituality where she didn't. But. Yeah, I'm sure that's my fault. (laughs) That's, that's, no, that's good. No, the, the fact that you advance your spirituality is to your merit. Benefit. Yeah. yeah, good for me. But <laughs> Yeah, but you didn't, you weren't able to untangle yourself from the karma that existed between you and your mother in a previous time. So that's which might have been in some court, you know. Like royal court. She's in Canada. Yeah. So it could have could been, been, I don't know, I don't know where it was, but. There was obviously any 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 English, French history, uh, yeah. yeah. Are, are you that you've been there, or you have English in your background? I've been there, and I've got English in my background. Okay, so that's possibly probably. That's work. And there's royalty in the background too. Oh well, <laughs> there's 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 more yeah. credibility to the theory that we're. We've come up so with there's here. some yeah, there's more credibility to our an analysis of your existence as it relates to your mother and the roles that have been played uh, throughout time here in this physical space between you and your mother. But you're an individual, so your, your karma with your mother can be dissolved by you just settling your issues, whether you, she has participation. Or not. Right. You don't need to talk it out with her and have no. an agreement to settle your issues. You know. No, I, I, I honestly do feel like they're complete now. 
Yeah, that's good. That's great. Yeah, because we both actually had a dream that she was going to come here and visit, and she hadn't been here in like six, seven, eight years, maybe even more. So the fact that we both had a dream around the same time that she was going to come here seems significant to me. So, um, And I, I felt we both left on good terms. There were no arguments. There were... Um, but she did keep looking at me like she was searching for something within me. And I just looked up and went, mm, hope you find what you're looking for. But That's good, though. I mean, you're able to keep yeah. out of it, worked well, and hopefully that will continue should you see her again in the near or distant future. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so we're out of time, and thanks for calling. Thank you. Have a great uh, weekend or happy whatever. (laughs) Well, we're we're doing one more show before Christmas. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Okay, I'll call in then or I'll listen. Bye-bye. Season's greetings. And we are, uh, as Neil said, back on the air on Thursday at our regular time. Well, not at our regular time, at our regular hour. Thursday's not a regular day. So I can't yeah. say regular time. It's 9 a.m. Pacific, however, 12 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully we'll hear from some of you then. And uh, bye for now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.